You're listening to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Tuesday afternoon. Let's turn to our very first topic and guests of today. In the next 20 minutes or so, we're going to be hearing about the Women's Sailing Festival with the program called Steering the Course. Now, this is supported by the International Olympic Committee Development Fund. Steering the Course aims to introduce women and girls across the globe to the sport of sailing, as well as encourage alternative paths for those who are already within the sport, such as coaching or officiating. And to tell us more, I'm really delighted to be joined by Rob Allen, the manager of the Hebe Haven Yacht Club Sailing Centre, along with Kay Rawbone, the founder of Sailability Hong Kong, which is a local charity that provides sailing opportunity for everyone to learn to sail. Welcome to the programme, everyone. It's great to see you both. Hi, Kay. Hi, Rob. How are you Hi, doing? Hi, Noreen. Thank you for having us. I'm so excited. And I believe, Rob, you're actually on a boat. I, I don't think I've ever had anybody on the program who, who's sort of been speaking on a boat. So I'm excited. And, and for our listeners, do join us if you can uh, this afternoon on Facebook. Uh, we're on Facebook Live right now. Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. You'll be able to see Rob and Kay there. Um, let's perhaps uh, back up a little bit before we hear about the festival. Let's talk about sailing and how sailing uh, in, in Hong Kong and across the world has been affected uh, during the pandemic pandemic. Uh, Rob, perhaps I'll start off with you first. Yeah, so Noreen, obviously it's been very challenging times for everybody in every activity and every um, walk of life with the recent COVID, but our club and our community have pulled together and during lockdowns and reopenings and lockdowns and reopenings, we've done our very best to accommodate as many people getting them onto the water as possible following the, the strict guidelines and rules as per the government's rulings. So it's definitely been a challenge, but it's, um, it's we've definitely learned a lot about what we can and cannot do. But I think the clubs come strong together and it's been it's been great just to have the the op- opportunity when we're open to be busy and to get people out on the water because it's what well, I think it's the, it's the healthiest, safest place to be. That's how I feel. I mean, I know sailing is a, is a team sport as well as a solo sport. In, in my mind, often I, I think I think of sailing as being quite a solo sport. You know, you're a, you're out in sea, you and the winds and the sail. Um, it yeah, seems it's... quite like the safest place to be. It is, and I mean, um, a, a large part of our sailing centre and our school is um, dinghy sailing, where we have got one or two people on the boats. So that's been really easy to manage the COVID rules. The challenge that we've had is the onshore part, dealing with the gatherings and controlling the numbers of people in the in a smaller area. So we've 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 found out ways to try our best to do this, staggering people and then getting them onto the water as quickly as possible, but. Once we're out on the water, it's been amazing. And um, it's been incredible weather, actually, in the last few months, really, as well. So it's been a great time. And it's it's just, I think it's a morale boost for everybody just to be, be open and get back out onto the water and enjoy the sport and the activity that we all love. Absolutely. Kay, welcome back on the program. It's great to speak to you Hi. again. Tell us some of the challenges that perhaps uh, you and your team have encountered during COVID. Well, we work very closely with Hebe Haven. So as soon as um, any of the challenges have come about, like closures and that, we've been told, you know, what the new restrictions are, how many people we can have. And last year, for instance, we only sailed 22 weeks during last year, which really affected our income. I mean, Sailability is a charity. We look to, to receive income from courses and programs that we run. However, we didn't cancel anything. Everything's moved forward to 2021. 
Um, and plus the fact we've got lots more interest from different schools and different organisations, seeing the, the opportunities and the life-changing benefits that they get by sailing with sailability. You know, we've got the Scallywag courses that we run, which opens up to the underrepresented, so they're continuing. This week really will be quite good on Saturday because we've got a group of eight ladies joining from an ethnic minority group on the Scallywag programme. So we'll get lots of photos for that to, to go alongside um, the Women's Festival. But, you know, support from Hebe is always good. You know, we've tried different things. We've launched different um, ways of teaching. You know, the parasailers have done a lot online with Ed. So yes, we will carry forward and hopefully for a better year this year and even better next year. Fingers crossed, keeping everything's crossed for that. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the Women's Sailing Festival. I know there are two parts to it. Um, I think for us in the Northern Hemisphere, it starts in May. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, Kay. Well, um, it all started last October, November when I saw something in Scuttlebutt, which is a magazine. It came through on Mike's email actually. So very quickly spoke to Rob, because Rob is always like me, we're so enthusiastic in whatever we do, and it's, yes, we can do this, we can do this. And it's happening. Um, you know, it started off with a small group, the group's getting bigger, we've now got things online, or not ready online, but ready to go online. Um, we're putting together various activities, which will not only cover sailing, it will um, cover things that people that don't sail can get involved with, which Rob will talk more about. Um, with sailability, we will open up to, to different groups, you know, so that we can offer some free sailing to them. This is through sailability. The club thing will be slightly different. You know, there will be some charges. I mean, even if we've got people coming to us, we will charge, we'll have T-shirts, we'll send a lot of stuff into World Sailing. But it's really to, to go with the initiative that World Sailing has to make sailing an inclusive sport. And that's irrespective of gender, race, sexuality and ability and I think with Hebe we'll be one of the biggest doing this in Asia if not the world. Absolutely and you mentioned just now Kay that you, you got this email through Mike's uh, email I, I'm very sorry for your loss uh, uh, you lost Mike last year mm. um, he'd be so excited about this this is the first it's ever I happened. <laughs> He would be just so excited about this. He would. This. He would. Yeah. Very excited. Yeah. Rob, so tell us, how, how do you feel about this? So this uh, Women's Sailing Festival has never happened before. And uh, it's come out at the end of the pandemic. Well, I'm saying the end of the pandemic. I'm hoping it is. Um, yeah. What do you think the response will be like? Well, like Kay said, initially when we had our conversation about this, it was all excitement. And can we do this? How will we do this? And um what what on earth are we going to do with um, this idea? But it's gathered traction, movement, and amazing interest from way more people than we had thought initially. And so, so many people, members, ladies, prominent members and sailors of the club and the community have come together and are just really excited to be involved. And it's just a great opportunity because sailing is such, it's quite a unique sport. It's a sport where girls and boys or men and women can actually compete against each other at competition level. There's lots of recreational sailing as well, but at competition level, it's a sport where it's an even playing field. So it's quite unique compared with other sports. The demographics that we've got, it's actually, it's, it's quite a poor number of women in terms when you relate male versus female or boys v girls. I mean, there's about 15% 
are girls and oh. versus boys. I know it's really quite really? that low. So That's really low. So women are really underrepresented in the sport. Wow. Yes. This is a great opportunity for us as a club, as a community, as Hong Kong, and getting more Hong Kongers on the water. And um, if we can play our part and do our bit, and in June, when this event is over, we've suddenly got way more young girls and women and ladies taking part in sailing, then it's a result and we'll be very, very happy with that. What about the trend then? Are we seeing sort of more interest amongst uh, women and girls uh, to, to take up sailing or is it sort of pre- predominantly sort of male-dominated sport so far in Hong Kong or well, globally? I, th- I, I mean, in the, in, the, in the last few years, we've definitely seen a, a larger uptake of um, like girls being signed up on sailing courses and activity weeks and sailing programs. We're definitely seeing more girls coming through our race team, Hebe Dragons, as well now. So that's really exciting to see. Um, but we need to do more. And this is why this event is going to be so important to get more women involved, you know. And it's um, it's the heartbeat of the club is sailing. And um, the more people involved, the better. And if we can change the demographics, then that is what our aim is. And this course isn't just aimed at sailors as well, so that, you know, if, if you want to become a coach or, or someone who's officiating, this is the chance to get onto that pathway. T- tell us about that part of, of the course. Yeah, so the sailing pathway, it's, uh, there's lots of opportunities for everybody. You don't have to be a racer. You can be just a recreational sailor. You can be a volunteer. We get lots of parents that come and get involved. In fact, some of the race management teams in Hong Kong, they are run by more ladies actually so that's quite an interesting point and um yeah it's um it's great to see the race management teams where they've got a much higher split compared when you look at the actual racing boats on the big boats where it's quite male dominated on the yachts but the dinghy programs we're definitely seeing a lot more girls taking part joining courses and yeah they can sign up learn some courses and then at hebe haven we definitely focus on youth development and we've got a lot of young coaches, female coaches, that learn to sail at our club. And it's really rewarding to see these young people come through and have a career or have a hobby or take part in an activity that is just a great place to be out on the water. Because we have got, well, I think anyway, some of the best waters in Southeast Asia for sailing. It's super safe. It's beautiful. In the summer, you've got this amazing view, greenery, beaches. The water is awesome. And yeah, it's, uh, it's just all, everything is set up to be successful here. And it's, um, like I said, let's just get this 10-day festival and get more women on the water. Yeah, I feel so excited. You can't see me because I've got a mask on, but I've got a huge smile under my, <laughs> under my mask. I'm like, yeah, let's get them on the water. Um, is it perhaps a, a cultural thing, you know, getting Hong Kongers, uh, you know, to, to, to do water sport? And I say this because I, I know many people say, you know, my mum's generation, um, her sisters, um, my grandma, you know, none of them know how to swim. And it was just never a priority <laughs> to learn... To learn how to swim as as women growing up in, in, in Hong Kong. Um, yeah. How do we sort of change that mindset? Or, or are you seeing that, that sort of being shifted? Well, to be honest, so a big part of our um, programs are the Sailing for Schools. So when we go and approach schools to try and see if they want to get Hebe Haven and sailability on their extracurricular activity programs, international schools, no problem. 
but local schools, there's definitely resistance because it's seen as probably a, a higher risk sport. When actually it's not, there's all these safety rules and regulations are in place and it's just as safe as playing any other activity as long as you listen to the coaching, as long as you follow the safety rules and you show some common sense. So for sure, we're definitely getting more local sailors on the water now, but I would say 10 years ago, it was definitely all about the international ESF schools. But it's great to see that more local schools are becoming more open to this opportunity that we've got. And with that, we're seeing more, more local sailors coming through, which can only benefit Hong Kong as a national sport. Yeah. Kay, what about you? What's your sort of observation of getting sort of the, the local community on board? Well, we have we are ninety seven percent local in all we do at Sailability now. Although it started off, you know, with a, a team of Westerners, and I think what we've done, which we're very proud of, is to actually get in with the local community. Right. We're finding that we train a lot of teachers from the organisations. Now that I would say is a fifty fifty split with male and female. Wow. The students actually coming down is still male dominated, um, so we're trying to rectify that. But also, we've just started as well um, an elderly program, which is uh, launching in April. Wow. And we've got a 50-50 split on the volunteers wanting to act as trainers during that program. So I think it's giving people the opportunity. Now, to learn to sail, our boats are very safe, as Rob knows. And what we've had with some of the teachers and from the, the different organisations is that the teachers, once they've got the basics by sailing in our boats that are very unlikely to capsize. Now they're wanting to go on and get an HKSF level one and two, which is great. So I think it's building people's confidence. And also what we will do during the, the women's festival, we can get mothers and, and toddlers on our boats and let them have a go. So if anybody's coming out from schools in the morning or in the afternoon, you know, come out and go on our boats and have a safe experience with a little one. Excellent. You know, dads can bring their daughters. It's not just going to be a female thing. Um, it is just to try and encourage more women into a sport that is just really so inclusive. Yeah, well, you, you, you raised an excellent point, and it's about the empowerment. I mean, let's go back to sort of the, the bases of, of sailability and, you know, how, how does sailing sort of empower people and, and build on their confidence? Well, for me, it's self-esteem, it's communication, it's confidence, it's meeting new people, it's learning a new skill. We've actually got a couple of guys, well, three actually, through our Scallywag program that we run with Sun and Kai, who now act as volunteers. These are guys, I'd like to see some girls coming through, but they actually volunteer with other people that are less able than themselves. All these, you know, these three young men all have a learning disability of some sort, but they're able to, to coach, you know, to be there Amazing. as a buddy and help with the rigging. And I think it's just giving people an opportunity. People see sailing as a rich man's sport. And I think what we're doing, and also the club actually runs Scallywag too, for the more competent young people from the underrepresented. So it's to actually give them a program, which is five classes of learning to sail. And it's free. If, as long as they're under 22, they can come along and join that. Yeah. I, I saw you nodding there as well, uh, Rob, when, when Kay said, you know, sailing is sort of seen as a rich man's sport. Is it, uh, you know, is, is it still sort of associated with some sort of high class prestige and you've got to, you've got to have money to be able to, to sail? Is it, has it still got this sort of association here in Hong Kong? 
I think it's always been seen as quite an elitist sport in terms of you have to come from a, a fairly wealthy family to be able to take part in this activity because as the sailors get older and then they want to go and progress through the racing pathway, then that can become more expensive. But as a club, and there's lots of other clubs in Hong Kong that offer many opportunities for people to sail as well. As a club, we offer access to people to come to the club at a good rate, a sensible rate that's fair to everybody and can offer them the same experience. So it opens up everybody and there's no discrimination about what sort of background you've got. Um, and as Kay mentioned, the Scallywag Foundation is amazing. It's a, it's a Sun Hong Kai new program initiative that's come in. And now we're seeing this program changing young Hong Kong people's lives. And we've got, I mean, we've got this young guy called Tommy who has just excelled through this program. And he started with Kay and the sailability team that is level one and two. He's now racing lasers, and I'm sure he's going to be racing for Hong Kong in the near future. And that's just one example of many young people in Hong Kong. But as Case pointed out, it's not about young people. It's about any people that want to come and take part in the activity. Because our sport, younger or older, you can still take part. I've had people, adults, signing up for so many adult courses recently. And I won't say names, but there's some people on the dinghy courses that are 60 plus, And they are absolutely loving it. So, we can beat that. <laughs> and so, uh, and they are, they are just really enjoying getting out onto the water. And the courses, they've got, a, I'd say the courses are 50-50 locals and expatriates signing up on our adult learn to sail courses with the Hong Kong Sailing Federation scheme. And uh, these adult learn to sail, have they had sort of previous sailing experience or is it sort of new to the sport and they just want to try something new? No, this is this is exactly this is um, the learn to sail scheme from complete beginner. I mean, there's people that have sailed or been self-taught or had sailing holidays or sailed with mums and dads in the past, but they want to learn the basics themselves so that when they can go on to a bigger boat, they've got the confidence and the knowledge and the ability to feel more involved on the yachts that when they get invited on to go and sail and race on. So. It's it's a great stepping stone and it's a great pathway to to change people's lives. Yeah, and it's never too late to learn how to sail because you're just learning a new Definitely skill. not. Yeah. Oh, it sounds so much fun. Uh, back to the festival. I mean, how can we learn more about the event? Is the registration period open and who is it for? Do you have to have prior sailing experience uh, to sign up for this uh, steering the course program? Well, the the event itself, it's a 10-day event and within this festival we've got an incredible amount of programs, training and regattas taking place. And so it's for anybody who's never sailed before or people that are very experienced, they'll all be able to take part in the actual 10 day festival. We've got a huge national regatta at EB Haven on the 22nd and 23rd. I mean, that's a huge event all on its own. And that will see 300 plus people on the water as sailors and race management and parents involved wow. kids and adults that's for sailors with experience who are into racing but then the midweek programs there's going to be introduction opportunities introduction sessions taster days just exposing young people girls and women to the water and you know it's just it's going to be really exciting just to see first of all how many new people we get onto the water but hopefully we keep them involved after this initial taster and hopefully get them out there regularly with us at the club
Yeah. We, we don't want the boys... Sorry, go, go, go on, Kay. No, I was just saying that within the regatta that Rob's talking about, sailability will be involved in that too. And it's a ranking regatta for two of our classes where the results will go back to world sailing to help with the reinstatement of sailing into the Paralympics. So there's some really good stuff going on. Really good stuff. Excellent. And we're great. You know, we're happy to be part of it. We don't want the young boys to be feeling left out. They can still also sign up for other courses uh, within the sailing community uh, as well, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. And that's, that's the key point. I mean, although it is all about getting more women on the water, it is all about just getting people out onto the water. Our focus is women and ladies and females, but for sure, the demographics, we just want to um, bridge that gap a bit more. And um, I'm very confident that with the people that we've got running the show, running the event, all this volunteers helping on the working group, I'm very confident this is going to be a massive success. And this could be um, a game changer for sailing in Hong Kong, I reckon. Here's to the future and fingers crossed for the restrictions to lift and we can enjoy this sport and, and to, to, to be a part of it as well. Remind our listeners once again, Robin Kay, how can we find out more about the Women's Sailing Festival? Where can we sign up? Where can we learn more? The, uh, we've actually had a meeting yesterday and decided that it will be launched on the 9th of April. That will be registration. So Excellent. we'll keep in touch via... Maybe yourselves, Noreen, we can get you to, to say registration's open yep, and how it can be done. We can send something through. We'll go out to other areas of the media, South China, um, Standard, different places like that um, to get it actually recognised. We're still looking for funders too. If people would like to be part of this, corporates or anything, if they would like to be part of this. And it's a special, unique thing. It may be an annual thing now because I don't feel we'll be able to accommodate everybody that wants to join. So um, if you want to be one of the first funders to be part of this, then contact Rob or myself and uh, we'll put you in the right direction. What a great initiative to really encourage more women and young girls to take part in this confidence-building and empowering sport. Rob Allen, Kay Robone, thank you so much for, for joining us this afternoon. Uh, Kay, can and you remind Noreen. our listeners once again how we can find out more about Sailability Hong Kong? Have you got a Facebook page and a website? Yes, we have a Facebook page, Sailability. We have an Instagram page. We also have a website, which is www.sailability.org.hk. Um, and I think if you Google sailability, you'll just find details. Excellent. And I look forward to hearing from you. And Rob, we can yeah, find that's, and that's you. The same with he, and the same with Hebe Haven. You can contact our club, call up the office, send us an email, and um, our friendly staff are there to um, tell you how you can get involved. Excellent. Well, Rob and Kay, thank you so much for, for joining us this afternoon. It's been an absolute you, pleasure to catch up and Thanks, Noreen. speak Thanks to you for soon. Your help and, um, speak to you soon. Thank you very much. Yeah, bye then. Take care. Bye bye. bye. bye.